Do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or BlackBerry? If so, download Stitcher free today at Stitcher.com. All right, gents. Um, just thought I'd let you know that if you're touching cloth, that means you need a shit. So if your higher axe is touching cloth, better get the fuck out of the way. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Distance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 177, and you know, Cecil, I want to mention for this episode that we are... Very, very close to a totally meaningless and arbitrary milestone. We currently have 997 reviews on iTunes. And we also happen to have a special guest, which is Thomas from Thomas and the Bible and Atheistically Speaking. And I have one question to put to you, Thomas. Have you fucking reviewed us on iTunes yet? <laughs> that is a shit ton of fucking reviews, you guys. Nice job. Is this the sort of thing where you casually like just flex your fucking podcast no. muscle when you have the guest who has two podcasts on that don't even add up to close to that many reviews? No, this is the part where we fucking ask for re- reviews. That's what <laughs> You know what you do is you outsource it. So we outsourced it to China and we've got all those. I mean, it's just and it's not that expensive either. You could do this. It's like buying likes on Facebook. Yeah, you're, you invite me on, you start this fucking intro, and then like right in the intro, you're already intimidating me like, oh, we have Thomas on. Oh, by the way, our show's way better than yours. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so you got me quaking, you know, shivering in my boots here like, what the fuck? Well, all shiver right. all you want, but fucking review us on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I will. I'll oh, do it Jesus. after this. Thanks, Tom. Now you just got another fucking bad review for yeah, us. Yeah, you guys are like a fucking corporation now. You don't even give a shit about we customers. Are. You're just like, I need the volume, man. <laughs> That's true. You know, it's actually, I was thinking about that today because, you know, the Citizens United Amendment was defeated today, um, which is to be expected. But, you know, I was thinking like, man, it's kind of awesome, Cecil. Like, we're three people. Because <laughs> corporations are people. Yeah. And we have a corporation. Bitches, we be three people now. Oh, man. I'm totally voting we with the corporation. Our, our, our standing in the world, you know, by yeah, you guys a can person. officially have not just a threesome like a gangbang <laughs> if you find another voluntary. That's an important milestone. We could have like Bukaki another podcast. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's big, big, uh, big milestone yeah. for you guys. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, we haven't fucking hit it yet because our fucking guests don't even rate us. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, okay, right after I'm done doing some mixing and editing for yeah. you guys and doing some other... You got any housework you need me to do? As a matter of fact, I show? do. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I do want to say, like, the other day, I like, this week, I bought a Roomba, and I realized, like, I now own a robot, so <laughs> it's the future, and everything else is downhill from here. 
Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm fucking 36 years old. I own a robot. Like, the rest of my life is a mini. It's just, the rest of my life is just playing out the cards I've got. Like, I own a fucking robot at this point. You know, 200 years from now, when robots are declared people, will you be looked at as like, oh, these fucking slave owners from the 2014 era? <laughs> like a plantation owner? Yeah. Whipping you know, my robots? <laughs> You can't judge them. It was a different time. <laughs> they didn't know. It was totally normal to have a slave robot that cleans your fucking floors <laughs> for no wages. Well, let's launch into a shitty story. This comes from the raw story. Um, and this is just awesome. A teacher's job threatened after he compares his school, his own school, to lesbian creating concentration camp. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm a little sad that you read the title because that was actually going to be my almost my entire presentation. Just that fucking title is amazing. A lesbian creating concentration camp. Now, I I don't know, guys. I'm a little fuzzy, you know, fuzzy, 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 a little. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> I'm a little. I was going to say fuzzy and foggy. Uh, I'm fuzzy foggy on my history. Were there a lot of lesbian like generating concentration camps? Like they actually they tried to churn them out. Was that something that happened? Like they, well, you know, they, actually, I think it, I think it is the case that um, you know, and a lot of people don't know it because it's not true. But you know, I think I think a lot of people <laughs> I think it's it's the case that um, you can actually generate lesbians. Like it's like electricity. What you need? What you need? Is it like a video game where if you get, if you put enough resources on something, like it generates? You know, every thirty seconds. You interval. guys, you guys didn't go to biology class. Lesbians spontaneously generate. Oh. You guys forgot that. Oh yeah, that was one of the the interesting findings of quantum physics. Like lesbians <laughs> can just spontaneously, just spontaneously. If the vacuum energy, the vacuum lesbian energy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like too that for this story they actually used like a stock photo of what I think are actual people in concentration camps. And you have to think like I'm looking at people who are most assuredly murdered. Yeah. And they are being used in a stock fucking image to talk about a fucking nut job and a lesbian concentrate. They're like, my life is a living hell. But yeah. at least someday there will be a lesbian concentration camp. I was going to say, none of them look like lesbians to me. I know. <laughs> but yeah, it's good to know that these poor people who were like, were part of the most like miserable, awful display of human assholeness in history are now this picture on this fucking ridiculous story. Like, good. <laughs> I bet they take uh, solace in that somewhere if there uh. is a heaven. <laughs> so the story is pretty great because in Wake County, North Carolina High School, a biology teacher is being criticized. Um, he actually published an anti-public school diatribe, which I thought was particularly insane since he works for a public school. <laughs> Um, his defense of, of himself is that he said he was a missionary masquerading as one of the guards um, because he's promoting homeschooling in a homeschooling magazine. And he refers to the school at which he teaches as a concentration camp dedicated to the spiritual death of those imprisoned behind these walls. So he sounds like a perfectly reasonable guy. Yeah. Can I read my favorite part of this? Would you mind? You can read as much as you'd like. Okay, my favorite part Those of this. Those dulcet tones of yours will grace our <laughs> listeners' ears. Yeah, can you put on, hey, in, in post-production, put on some light, you know, music behind light the Light jazz. Right, yeah, like, <laughs> We're going to add some light jazz right I, I, here. Yeah, some sexy uh, something, you know, just. Just uh, some straight uh, up porn music. Th th this is just between you and I. Don't, don't, don't put, the, you know, edit this part out. But yeah, I need to sound, I need to sound sexy when I'm going to do yeah. a, a voiceover. So that's just, that's in my uh, writer for my contract. So. <laughs> 
So yeah, I, I'm expecting right now there's some like boom, 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 okay. So my favorite part of this is this this is a quote. This deliberate indoctrination encourages students to break each and every one of the Ten Commandments, he writes, which leads to countless numbers of our own children down the, the broad road to spiritual destruction. Yeah, each and every one. Like, are they, they, they were like melting gold idols and shit and like worshiping <laughs> them. And then what about murder? Yeah, exactly. They're killing each other. Like if there's fucking <laughs> murdering students each murdering other. each other, I think we got a bigger problem than like their spiritual right. well-being. Like if there's actual this school, they're, they're doing every single commandment wrong. <laughs> they're like, you know, fucking each other's wives and stuff like as students. <laughs> someone stole someone else's goat and they're like, ah, oh, but that, that's I guess that's the more minor yeah. compared to some of these other things. Sure. They're not allowed to like have any envy of the other person's trapper keeper at all or their their graphing calculator. You can't have any envy. They're of that still either, confused but. about taking the Lord's name in vain. They still don't know what that means. They're trying to. They're trying to break that one. But they're like, I don't. Does that just mean saying like, God damn it? Or does that mean like taking his name like? You know, I'm, I'm doing things in his name, but wrong, you know, like, what does it mean? We're trying to break it, but we can't. It's pretty awesome. The idea that like these little kids, like these kids in high school, they're like, they're, they're, they're all adulterers, like every one of them. And they, <laughs> and like you said, like they can't, they can't envy, like they can't, they can't have. So it's like, Hey, how'd you do on your math test? Fuck you, Satanist. God damn it. <laughs> I can't even compare scores. I can't, I can't know like, Hey. Are you taking the SAT? Get away from me, <laughs> devil worshiper! What is what is with the like the guy? Did he like fluck and like flip his switch or something? Because he clearly he got hired at a public school. He, he got employed. You know, yeah, he got hired. He's been a he's been a teacher there. Like when did this come about that he flipped his shit? I wonder. I wonder what the you know the thing is that made him go off on this tangent. Is it like, cause there's bringing in common core or something? Was I it that this was some sort of blind date type hiring? Like, <laughs> like they used like, okay, Cupid like, to hire this teacher. Like it just said like, Oh yeah, I'm a teacher. I, you know, I like teaching kids. Oh, he's good. Let's, let's try it. They did speed dating version. <laughs> yeah. Where they like had like a hundred, like homeless people or something. And they like, <laughs> And they got them through, and they're just like, well, you got to pick one. God damn, fuck it. They're really, they're all fucking insane. I will say, though, in his defense, that he did apologize. <laughs> I was just looking said, at that. <laughs> and this feels really heartfelt. Yeah. And not at all missing the fucking point. <laughs> he says, in retrospect, in retrospect, I like that. <laughs> it was not wise for me to use the analogy of concentration camps and the Holocaust to illustrate the loss of millions of children from Christian homes to the world. And I thought, like, first of all, it's never wise to talk about the Holocaust. Like, unless you're talking about another concurrent Holocaust or you're <laughs> writing a paper about the actual Holocaust. Yeah. Then you could there, say, fucking Hitler was like, man, he was like Hitler. He was like Hitler, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you know, it was like. Like as bad as the Holocaust? Nazis. The actual fucking Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then he says, like, the part that I want to focus on is the end of it. We he's talking yeah. about the loss of millions of children. Where are these millions of children going? Who are they being? The loss of millions of children from Christian homes to the world. So, like, all these Christian homes, like, send their kids to the school, and then the kids go to school, and they come home. They're like, I don't fucking live here anymore. <laughs> We would have seen this on the news, right? Well, you did. They got kidnapped by Boko Haram. That's what happens when they send them up. Now, don't you guys feel like this is the thing I wanted to point out about this apology, quote unquote, 
Um, don't you feel like he was passive aggressively trying to still squeeze in like he was right? You know, when he says like, oh, well, absolutely, it, it was not wise for me to use the analogy of concentration camps in the Holocaust to illustrate the loss of millions of children. Like he's trying to still build it up like he's, he was right to do it. Like, why else would you say that? And I like the however there, like th that begins that whole sentence. It says like, however, you know, like despite this amazing apology that should <laughs> no. totally make everything cool. <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, I can't believe that didn't fix the problem. Yeah, amazingly, this didn't work. Oh, wow. Uh, have we gotten to the point where the, 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 the like, I know it's maybe not yet, but it's going to be soon where there was more harm done in people referencing and comparing things to the Holocaust than the actual Holocaust? Like, have we gotten... <laughs> It's, I mean, it's close, like years of people that you're like Hitler. That's like Hitler. You know what Obama's like? He's like Hitler. And it's, like, it's been years of this shit. I'm sure it's not new. I'm sure it's been going on since long before I, you know, was old enough to know what was going on. Right. I mean, eventually it's going to be like, Jesus, Hitler. If we could resurrect Hitler right now, he'd be like, I don't think I would have gone to all the trouble. Had I known, had I known this was... This is what was going to happen. You know, I like, too, what he says about about his own classes, right? He's talking about, because this is a biology teacher, you know, and he talks about biology. Oh, I missed that part. Jesus, a biology yeah, teacher. a high school biology teacher. And he complains that the evolution-based science classes discredit the reliability of the Bible and get rid of God as a creator. So, like, yeah, like if I read this as a parent, I'd be like, this guy's got to fucking go immediately. And also, I want my kid to repeat biology. Yeah, here's the thing. It says here, he says, history classes get rid of God as sovereign king. No, I don't think they got rid of it. <laughs> I think you are putting that in it. <laughs> I, think, I think that all comes from you. Yeah. So, Thomas, Thomas, you got a couple of podcasts. What are your podcasts? Oh, let's see. See if I can remember them all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have uh, Thomas in the Bible. And Atheistically Speaking. Atheistically Speaking is on Mondays and Thursdays, two episodes a week. No kidding. Double, double wow. your value. Wow. And uh, uh, Thomas and the Bible. Wait, 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 wait. What's two times zero? Ooh. Ouch. Oh. Yeah. This is why you fuckers have 9,900,097 reviews. I have like, well, I have like 300, but still. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go rate you after this, Thomas. Don't worry. I'll rate yeah. you. So, so now, now what, what about Thomas and the Bible? Thomas and the Bible is still going strong, right? Oh, it's going strong. See, I, I uh, got to the point where I was really overworked with podcasts and, you know, I had the Patreon going for Atheistically Speaking. And if I, I know a lot of my listeners listen to you guys, of course. Um, and thank you all, everyone who came over. Uh, and I love my patrons. I'm sure you guys love your patrons too. They're the best Absolutely, fucking yeah. individuals in the world. And, uh, so I was getting a lot of support, but because I have two shows a week for atheistically speaking, I was just like really wanting to work on that with every free minute. So what I did was I said, okay, T and the B it's, I wanted it to be free, but it's honestly just a question of time. If you guys want to support it here, let's see if we can get to this number and if not, I just, I'm sorry, I don't have time. And the listeners got to that number. So I was like, all right, I'll, now I, I will make the goddamn time. It's been great. It's once a week on the button. I don't miss a, any episodes anymore. There's no, you know, because wow. it was pretty erratic with the schedule, but How it's far great. along are you now? Oh, totally done. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm in uh, Isaiah, which is 
every time you think the fucking Bible is done just raping you in the ass with boredom, <laughs> like just a giant throbbing boredom dick. I like coming on your show and I can just do this kind of humor. It's fun. Just, <laughs> just a giant bulbous blue fucking knobby, like, like, oh, like shit. eight ninety degree curved dick, like just raping you, just that boredom. Just like STD infested fucking hepatitis, just raping you so hard with boredom. Right when you think like, okay, I can finally let my asshole recover a minute. It the next chapter is just as bad. It's just, or worse every time. Just constant fucking anal boredom rape. So that's that's what it's like. So you don't feel like you're better as a person for having read the the, the wise words of. Because this is the inspired divine oh, yeah. word of the of, of the great creator. Yeah, no, I, I make a, you know, it's been hours of reading it. So I probably have made at some point I've made every possible joke about it. <laughs> but but I, I just said the other night, I just recorded it last night and I thought, you know, what would be nice for a perfect God inspired, amazing book? If it could keep my interest for more than fucking 10 seconds, wouldn't that be like thing one of a book? Like, okay, number one, if I'm God, maybe I make a book that's like, can like a little bit better than the Twilight series. Like just, just enough better <laughs> to hold, you know, and like all the fucking prophecies, isn't it a coincidence that they all deal with like the immediate future of countries that don't, we don't even, that don't exist anymore. Like, why am I reading this prophecy? This was what needed to be in your eternal book? Some, some fucking bullshit prophecy that didn't happen about a country. <laughs> like, what are the odds? <laughs> Wouldn't you think if it was an all-knowing God, maybe there'd be like, oh, in the year 20, you know, 2008, the iPhone's going to come out. It's going to be quite popular. Or something, you know, like, just anything like, just anything. <laughs> anything, like, th but not exactly what you would fucking expect if it was written by terrible humans that just are no good at writing. But anyway. So, so that's fun then. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a fun show. Listen in. <laughs> Tune in. It'll be so great. So people are going to find you or your podcast. Where would they go? Uh, go to uh, facebook.com slash TNTheB for the Bible one and facebook.com slash atheistically speaking. And I have corresponding websites, but I just give people one thing. Or follow me on Twitter at TNTheB at Speak Atheism. Both those. I, I, TNTheB, I, I tweet just general jokes and stuff. Speak Atheism is more atheism related stuff. So there you go. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. So, Cecil, there may be a change in our recording volume, quality. Quality, for sure. Definitely <laughs> well, you know, actually, quality, for sure. I'm not sure there's a change in quality. Yeah. Because when you start really, really low. <laughs> and we did start this episode pretty low. Yeah. You know, and we started with Thomas. So <laughs> Right. So you really can't get worse than that. Really <laughs> oh, Thomas. We Whoa. love you, Thomas. When, when, when he shows up and the bar is basically on the ground yeah. and you have to dig to get underneath yeah. it. Yeah. But we're actually fortunate enough. Fortunate? fortunate? I, I kind of stopped there. Yeah. I, I think you stopped yourself because you realized we were not fortunate, it no. turns out. So we're together. Yeah. We're reunited and right. it feels so good. We were initially going to record this the other night. We were recording with Thomas, but we had gotten so late. It was, it was after midnight when he stopped with Thomas, midnight central time. And so... Uh, Tom had to get up at six in the morning, so we had to stop recording. So we recorded with Thomas two days ago, and now we're recording at Tom's house late at night on Saturday. Right, it's ten fifteen on Saturday. Yeah. So, and we're both feeling great. fresh. Great. <laughs> I, I was I was leaving something earlier, heading on over here, and Tom texted me. He said, 
I will have dinner for you. And the first thing that came through my mind is, I hope he doesn't eat my dinner. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, he's going to eat my oh, dinner. No. Don't worry, Zed. I had dinner for you. You don't have <laughs> to have dinner now. It's yeah. just be like, I had dinner for you. No, yeah. I mean, I ate two. Yeah, so right. I'm good. It was yeah. great. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, that's fine. You know, it's funny that you say that because I was actually thinking earlier this week that we've actually reached a point in our friendship where you get paid to put up with me. <laughs> It's and so I think, true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and I don't think it's enough, but I appreciate that you do it. It isn't enough. It isn't enough. Oh, but we're going to be recording the rest of the show, including the email portion. All of this is going to be face to face. Right. So. That's, that's going to be really It's live bad. for us. It's going to be bad for you guys. Yeah. So. And Cecil's on his uh, his two beers and two double shots. Yeah. Into this game. Yeah. I've he's only been at my house an hour and a half. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> he's basically going to pee in a corner. Oh. I mean, I'm just saying what I'm going to do is like I'm just going to at one point I'm just going to start screaming swear words like pig fuck and then I'm just going to like <laughs> fall down. Glory hole. Glory hole. Glory hole. Glory hole. Glory hole. So this story comes from the raw story. I don't know if it's the first story. Or it's the, the second one. It would second, be the second story. One, yeah. Pennsylvania teen charged under obscure 1972 law for simulated sex acts with Jesus statue. Um, so Pennsylvania teen basically was like mouth fucking a Jesus statue. <laughs> did you see the picture? I of did. It? It's awesome, actually. <laughs> it's so funny. I, you know, I saw that picture, and the first thing I thought is like, oh. Jesus is a champ. His mascara is not running or anything. <laughs> You know, he is making the gulp, gulp, gulp oh, sound. No. Oh man! You know, you put a fucking statue up like that. You deserve every fucking moment. I mean, it like looks you, like he's ready to receive. It's, it's. I mean, you might as well draw like to put a statue up of Jesus grabbing his ankles. I know. You know what I mean? Like, like it's fucking just like that. It, it automatically looks like there's going to be a cock in his mouth. It's exactly. I mean, he's like he's on his knees. Oh he's my like, god. Just, I mean, he's he's open to receive. The only thing, the only thing that's incomplete about that statue is there's not a wall right in front of his mouth with a hole in front of it. <laughs> that would be hilarious to put one in that front of it. That would be great to be take a piece of. Oh, where? Oh, how far are we from? Pennsylvania? I don't know. Pretty far. Ten hours. <laughs> I don't. I kind of don't even care. Like that's I'll call and stick to you work. You know, maybe we could tag in another podcaster who's near there. That would be amazing. Yeah. To cut a piece of plywood. Just cut a piece of plywood and, and put, put a put hole, it a hole in, it. in it. That would be fucking genius. The only man. problem, man, is they will be charged with an obscure 1972. I don't know that they law. would though, because they they you the, he's simulating a sex act, right? right? So that's the that's the charge, isn't it? Right, but their no, their point is that he's desecrating a venerated statue. Oh, or we would get somebody arrested. That would suck. I yeah, I wouldn't want to get somebody. I wouldn't want to do that. But if somebody did it of their own volition. <laughs> <laughs> and sent us a picture of it. I'm not saying I would respond with Look, a shirt, I'm but I would. Re I might be well, like, I'm just going to send this message out to the Pennsylvania Amish if you want to do this. <laughs> the Amish, because the they Amish. listen. They're huge fans. Oh, they yeah. love you. The they're Amish big, and I get along they're so big well. Fans. Yeah, they're they, big patrons of yeah. mine. <laughs> yeah, and I'm big they patrons them, of them. They send them a rocking chair every week. Here's a handmade the thing. I'm willing to chair. be. <laughs> I fucking burn it in my <laughs> fire pit. <laughs> Fuck you, Amish. Just burn the you fucking thing. I would donate on Patreon to the Amish right now, just knowing that they can't draw the fucking funds because it's on a computer. <laughs> 
what would be their art though? I like, would don't I would donate like I, w- I would be like I will pledge to you my entire fucking yearly salary. <laughs> oh, you can't get it because you're fucking stuck in the 17th century for no fucking reason. You sorry motherfucker. <laughs> that money's mine again. I'll fucking slap you with my dick, Amish. They heard all that I hate and they're the upset. Amish. They're upset now. They're like playing it on their wooden iPods. <laughs> I hate these guys. <laughs> they like take the headphones out. They got a big splinter in their ear from the headphones. <laughs> Fuck. I hate having to use wood for everything. <laughs> terrible. Oh, man. Oak makes the worst yeah. MP3 players. <laughs> Can't but you know what? any songs on there. I will out. say in their defense, yeah. you can drop them and they don't break. Yeah. yeah as opposed to yeah. like my phone. Yeah, and you, you can know. go for a run with them. And yeah. like, they right. don't skip. So no they're problem. fine. Yeah. 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 So now this this kid is gonna go to like he's got something. Charges. He might go to juvie. Yeah. yeah he might go, but the Freedom from Religion Foundation is taking it up. Good. Good. So he might go. So he basically like took Although, pictures of himself yeah. and was like fucking Jesus. It's mouth. fucking hilarious. It's awesome. Though. I you know the thing is is like you just want to say to the people and be like you know look. You made a statue. Somebody desecrated it. Whatever. Get over it. You know what I mean. But like the thing is, the statue's fine. He didn't do any damage. Can you think of? He didn't spray paint it. But can you think of any fucking object that you fucking revere so much that you would send someone to jail before? I mean, except for your own personal property. Right. right? But the thing is, is he's not even dirt. Like if this guy did this to my tail light of my car, like set out, like put his dick against the tail light of my car and look like he was fucking it, I wouldn't even care. I, well, the thing is, as long like, as he didn't fucking yeah. rub one out on it, I wouldn't care. Right. There's nothing on it. So. So it's like you could do this to literally everything I own except for my wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me make a note. <laughs> We're going to note that to edit that out, right? No, but like you could literally do this to anything I own. And I would just be like, hey, man, get your junk off my fucking plasma screen, you know? Next time I'm at your house, I'm fucking your all of your belongings. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, run around your house. You just take, empty my drawers and just fuck the clothes in a giant pile. (laughs) Those are dirty clothes, Tom. I don't care. I'm fucking them. They're the dirty clothes, Tom. You bet they are. (laughs) Are you like, you dirty clothes? You dirty, dirty clothes. Take that. Oh, that's awesome. That's great, man. I don't know. Do you have anything to say? No, I think that's, we hit a low point on that. Let's do it. They're saying that the Ten Commandments have been taken out of the courtrooms and out of the schoolhouses, lest we offend the atheists. Let me be, be, be very clear. This country was not built for atheists nor by atheists. It was built by Christian people who believed in the Word of God. To the atheist watching this telecast, if our belief in God offends you, Move. So this story comes from the Raw story. Brian Fisher ban atheists from the military because genuine Americans will die for God. That's because that song that guy wrote, that Lee Greenwood. Oh, that Lee Greenwood, yeah. Like, I gladly stand <laughs> up. You ever hear fucking David Cross tear into him over that? It's the best. David Cross is the funniest comedian ever. Oh. I think he is. I listened to, like, him read a letter. He's making fun of that fucking uh, go-get-her-done guy, the cable guy. Yeah, he, yeah. He reads, he reads this whole letter, and it's fucking genius what he says to that guy. I mean, it's David Cross is fucking awesome, um, man. He's amazing. He's a really And it actually guy. makes me sad that he's yeah. more successful now, and he's like, on because now he's an actor yeah and so he does less stand-up yeah and that sucks i'll tell you his political stand-up when bush when bush part two was in office yeah the david cross bits and like the lee greenwood but he's like he like he does this thing was like and i gladly stand up 
next to you. And he's like, well, here's your fucking chance. Grab a gun and go, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly, like, right? Ah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I somebody who was listening to the show came up to me. He's like, you should have David Cross on your show. And I'm just like, right now. let's do it. But like, how do you get in touch? We can't get fucking goddamn Sam Harris to even return a thing. So it's like, well, David Cross is like an actor. What What's your in there? Just be like, hey, you're cool <laughs> I like you, Steph, man. Would you like to be, like on, my to be show? on show? Please be on my show. <laughs> like, that wouldn't work. Like, that would be like, <laughs> like, wow, you're pathetic. Right. Like, I mean, just yeah. like, like, we'll suck dick for <laughs> David Cross to be on our show. Like, you're setting up. Please like, treat me like a Jesus statue. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess what we're saying is if anybody knows yeah. either Sam Harris or, or David, David Cross, Cross on a personal basis, please send them a message and say, right. be on this shitty podcast. Yeah, because we can't get yeah. him on. We could probably get Brian Fisher I'd on. Probably, now. you know, I, I don't know that that would be that hard, actually. Because he goes, he went on like fucking a couple of shows that were. He went on uh, Alan Combs' show. He was on Alan Combs' show. Was he? Yeah. So he he goes on liberal shows. He doesn't mind. He's still okay. he's a fucking idiot. So he doesn't know he's doing. He doesn't know that he's that stupid. He can't defend his arguments. That's very. I true. mean, he really doesn't know because because Combs asked him one time. He's like, "How did you like?" When did you have you ever had gay feelings? Combs asked him, and he oh, was I like, remember he's this. like, I'm not going to answer that. Yeah, I'm not going to answer. Dodged it. He dodged it, but he, he, did dodge he clearly it. doesn't know when he's fucking outclassed. So, so what is Fisher saying in this? Like, we should actually talk about. I this. guess, yeah, yeah. So, um, he says, uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that in. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Leave it in the bubba buzz. He says this is an absolutely foundational, non-negotiable, bedrock American principle. Oh, this is there stupid. is a creator with a capital C. You could look it up, and he and he alone is the source of the very rights the military exists to protect and defend. Military service should be rightly reserved for those who believe in and are willing to die. For what America stands for, and what America stands for is a belief in God as the source of all of our rights. So they don't want, like, this is like a military that's already having a hard time finding people to join the military. Sure. And, like, the atheist people, some, he's like, hey, we'd like to be in the military. Yeah. It's not enough to love your country if you don't love Jesus, too. Yeah. And so, like, what does that say, too? Like, because he's specifically talking about a Christian God. Sure. So it's not just atheists that can't join. You know, it's Muslims that can't join, and it's fucking atheists, and it's fucking Buddhists and Hindus. Yeah, I mean, you, like, name the, you name the religion. Jews? Yeah, can Wiccans, Jews join? Yeah, Wiccans. Are Jews allowed to? I don't know. Are Jews sure. allowed? Sure. I don't know. Maybe. They're, they're kind of the same God, I thought. I don't know. Are they only allowed to serve, like, the first half of their service? Yeah, and then they have to and leave. And then they have to leave. They have yeah, to leave. Because they yeah. didn't buy into the second they didn't half buy of the book. The, no, they didn't buy into the second coming, bro. <laughs> it's like, first no coming, sequel actually. for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think that this is, you know, clearly what he's trying to do is subjugate us to a lesser role, right? right he's trying right. to say, like, you can't be real citizens of this country no matter what you do. And I think that that's, you know, clearly he has an agenda, and his right. agenda is to make sure that everybody sees us as second-class citizens. And whether that's you can't serve in the military or you can't take office or, right. you know, you, you don't have rights when it comes to school decisions, you don't have rights when it comes to, you know, public policy decisions, you don't have rights when it comes to public adornment, whether there's statues or whatever, you mm -hmm. don't have those rights. Right, right. None of these rights are yours. They're only for us. They're only for people who believe in God. And I think that, you know, clearly that's his agenda. But since it's coming from him, I mean, how many, I, I don't know how many people follow him, but it can't be that big a group of people who's just like, wait, atheists can't serve in the military? There's got to be a bunch of people that are just like, 
This is stupid. Right. And, but I would imagine that a bunch, bunch of people are like, let him serve and let him get shot. What sure. do I care? Yeah, what do you care? But, you know, this does tie into something that's, like, uniquely American, which is, like, that it is it is supposed to be a great insult to question somebody's patriotism. Sure. And this is this drives at the heart of that, that, like, atheists can't be patriots. And, like, right. I don't give a fuck if somebody questions my patriotism because it's not something that defines me. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's like it's it's, it's it clearly may, meant to insult but it, me. It may be it may be that other people. You know, I'm reminded of a book. Um, I don't know if you ever read Starship Troopers by. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm reminded of that book. Like there's there's a part of that book where they talk about. Um, you you're not a citizen unless you serve. Like right, like right. you're only citizens serve, and then the rest of the people are just people. They're just yeah, folks. They're you just know? lesser. They're just lesser, and they only the citizens voted. You know what I mean? So like that's how you got your voting rights was if you if you went in the military. I think I'm remembering remembering this right. I, I think it's so been a too. while since I've read this. it, but yeah. in any case, I'm reminded of this. And the, and you know, to some to, in some degree, I do think that you know it's it's a really it's a really big deal that people spend years of their life in the military. Absolutely, and they 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 make sure that you know while clearly I don't feel like. They're fighting for my freedom because I don't think my freedom's been fucking in danger for the last 60 years. But at the same point, I think, you know, this is a great thing that they're I, I really do respect that I, people I do, too, do that people that people put their time. on. I mean, I I'm I didn't give up four years of my life. Yep. And 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 I feel like, you know, that that I I think that they earned some respect. Now, I certainly don't think that they've earned, you know, fucking standing ovations at, you know, concerts yeah, and all that right. stuff, because there's there's yeah. a lot of hero worship that goes on that's a little weird. But I do respect them. And so I feel it feels strange to me when when he's trying to, you know, take that away and trying to say, well, there's no way that an atheist would be able to do that. And I do kind right. of feel like it's our camp. You know what I mean? I feel, you know, maybe I don't feel as nationalistic about the United States, but I certainly feel a little defensive if he's talking about, you know, the atheist, because then he's because he is talking about me, you know, regardless. Right. Oh, yeah. He's, he's pointing a finger me. right yeah. at you, yeah. Cecil, exactly. and saying, yeah, Cecil can't. It's exactly <laughs> it's the it. next paragraph. It's it, like Cecil. And the thing is, is he's like, Cecil, you can't, not just because you're an atheist, because you're really ob obese and you would never <laughs> make it you through boot camp. Pass. It's like, you have to do six push-ups. Like, whoa, six? And then like, you have to be this wide to go through this bus. They're just like, sorry, man. I'm sorry, the C-130 yeah. cannot transfer. <laughs> It's like it's like they're loading like they're like, they're like uh, yeah. we're gonna have to take off two tanks and a uh, I don't know one of those big helicopters. Just get them off of this thing. They yeah. go up to me and they're like they're like, hey, you know, we were gonna have you be like an airborne trooper, but we can't find a parachute that will hold you, and we have ones that will hold tanks. It so turns out <laughs> our engineers have done the math, and there's actually not enough air volume yeah, on Earth yeah. to support your weight dropping down. You're actually in this weird equilibrium with the moon right now, so there's we no just way. don't want to change the tides. So you know, yeah. strangely, we've calculated your terminal velocity, and we're worried you'll shear the Earth in half. <laughs> Were you to strike it? <laughs> oh, man. There's not enough freeze dryers in the world <laughs> to send the you foods. the MREs. The MREs come by C-130, and I just I just eat the C-130 ah, like as a- as Put a, the whole plate in my mouth. It's like as a crunchy coating. I just take the C-130 and just like, ah, God, God, and just eat the whole plane. So It's like a fucking that's why. peanut M&M yeah. to you. It's like, <laughs> like, it's like a Klondike bar. They go to make the MREs. They take a whole cow, <laughs> still alive, and they just- Back and just vacuum seal it. It's like, it's like looking all startled, like, Mo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> it makes that sound too. That's you know that you mirror. That's not the. That's not the rapper. That's the that's cow. The cow. <laughs> God has no place within these walls. Just like facts have no place with an organized religion. Rick Santorum, let's call secularism a religion so it can be Lord. banned from the classroom. There's sure. a there's a minute and twenty seconds of him talking. This is from Brian Fisher's show. It's uh, Rick Santorum and Brian Fisher um, sharing Santorum. We have not fought in the in the public square for for, for freedom of re- for our religious values to be allowed out there, just like theirs are. And it's really interesting, Brian. You, I'm sure you've talked about this. The the idea that if you take religion out of the public square, if you take the Bible out of the classroom, that that's neutral. Well, no, it's not neutral. It's a different worldview. You can call it, I, I think we should start calling secularism a religion, because if we did, then we could ban that, too, because that's, a, that's what they've done. They've, they've hidden behind the fact that the absence of religion is not a religion of itself, which, in fact, it is, because it has certain moral values and certain teachings that that that, uh, that look like a religious uh, a type of uh, a type of moral worldview. So, what we have to start doing as Christians is reassert ourselves and saying, you know what, the freedom of religion is not the freedom from religion. We should be in the public square. We should be taught in the schools. This should be an open marketplace of ideas instead of throttling one particular perspective under the name of, uh, of, uh, of, of being, it being offensive to some people. Okay, so first off, we need to reassert ourselves. Haven't they fucking, hasn't Santorum been inserting himself enough in different places? Yeah, I guess he feels powerless as a presidential candidate. I know. And senator. Yeah. Yeah, man, boy. senator though, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. But I mean, still, it's not like the man didn't rise to certain fucking heights. Yeah, I know. Well, he needs to reinsert himself somewhere. <laughs> so, you know, I hear that if, if he reinserts himself vigorously enough, <laughs> he can actually produce more Santorum. <laughs> He's going to have a kid? Is that it? <laughs> Just yeah. a frothy mix. Yeah. He'll certainly produce. He said in that, he said that there was there was a moral right. idea, like a moral set of a set of morals for s- secular people, and that's not true. Not. Now there is humanist views, right, that you could look to and say that those might be, but clearly you don't have to follow those to be right. an atheist. I mean, you could be that like a dude with like 666 in your head and chop somebody up and fucking put him in a fucking garbage bag and hide him. You know what I mean? Like right. with horns, like little super balls that's, stuck that's in your face. <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> you could do that. Um, you could be, you know, a completely amoral person and be an atheist. There's no doctrine of atheists. And that's the important right. part, right? Is that is that you're misunderstanding how how atheism works. Like atheism is often, people will often uh, turn to humanism right. as a way to define a worldview. But even humanism is not a strictly defined worldview. It's a very loosely defined right, worldview right. that's based on some basic guiding concepts. Sure. But they're they're loose, they're they're uh, certainly very fluid, you know, but you don't have to be a humanist. Like you don't just like you don't have to be a feminist. Right. You don't have to be an anythingist. Like all atheist is is atheist. Yeah, atheist doesn't mean it's not married to anything else. Anything else? Yeah, it's right. not married to anything else. And the other thing too, um, that I think is really ironic is that you have a Catholic talking to somebody who is not a Catholic. I know. And man. then they're they're just buddy buddy. But you know what? Take us out of the picture, and you guys go to war. You know what I mean? Look at what happened in other countries oh, where yeah. it's you know it's Ireland. Protestants Protestants versus Catholics. Right. You know what I mean? Like. 
there's some fucking serious damage that gets done when that happens. These people are glossing it over because they're both on the fucking, you know, they're on Team Jesus. Right. Well, once, once you know, the other opposition disappears and, and we wouldn't be opposition anymore, they would fucking go after each other's throats because are you, you guys don't believe in the same things. Right. Are you suggesting that sectarian violence can lead to civil <laughs> sectarian strife? Sectarian violence. I love that. Huh. It's true. <laughs> because I'm thinking of a certain sectarian violence... Uh, that's taking place maybe in Iraq and Syria, perchance, right now, where the Sunnis and Shias are killing one another. I haven't the... heard of it. Can you explain yeah, it to me? I think there's, <laughs> there's a little something going on over yeah. there. Turn on NPR at any moment of the day. Right? <laughs> You'll hear all you want to hear. You just go in your yeah. fucking Google search and type an I. Yeah. Okay, you don't have to finish. You have to finish it. Google finishes it for it's you. It's like ISIS beheaded 11 yeah. 7 people. <laughs> Could kill them all. So we're going to take a break and give you all the information you need to become a patron of the show, and we'll return in a moment to finish this fucking dog of a program. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put this one to sleep. Yeah. Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com, or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hold to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, ben Carson, evolution is an absurd myth. Give me a break. Give him a break, Cecil. Give Why him a will break. you not give, give him a break? <laughs> break me off a piece of that brontosaurus bar. <laughs> Holy shit, there's three clips. This is a guy who, oh. I, I just want to preface it before we play one or all of these. God, they're long too. I don't know. This is a dude who honestly, honestly does not understand evolution. Well, let's let's see what he what did he say? He said he said it's absurd. Give him a break. Well, let's see what he says when when we play his clip. So we're gonna play. We're gonna start playing this one, and we'll see where it goes. I don't know how old the Earth is because the Bible says in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Then it doesn't say how long. Uh, a time went by before he started creation week. So no no one has that knowledge based on the Bible. What I do know is that I believe that God is all powerful. He can do anything. So if he can if he can create a man who is fully mature, he could also create an earth that was mature. So, you know, uh, carbon dating, all these things, you know, really don't mean anything to a God who has the ability to create anything at any point in time. And the problem with man is that they believe that they're so smart that if they can't explain how God did something, then it didn't happen, which of course means that they're God. You don't need a God if if you consider yourself capable of explaining everything. All right, so firstly, I, I, I absolutely fucking agree with him. If 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 the fucking God is magic, God is magic all the time. Oh yeah, oh that absolutely fucking lutely, dude. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. But you know, here's the thing: if you're talking about the thing, the thing that he got wrong there is he said, if they can't explain how God did it, then they have to explain it some other way. 
I'm fucking totally willing to fucking hear you out if you can show me your God did it some way. If right. you could fucking turn over a rock under the sea and says made by God, you know, fucking, you know, made on Uranus or whatever the fuck, right. you know, or something like that, like, like made somewhere else. Show me a fucking, you know, show me some like fucking Ark of the Covenant buried in the bottom of the ocean or whatever. And I fucking, I, you know, I'm willing to fucking hear you out. The problem is, is you're not, it, it, when you say they're showing, they're telling us how we did it, how, how it happened, they're, they're dismissing because they are telling us a different story. No, we're just telling you a way it happened. And the way we have it happened is backed up by mountains of evidence, yep. mountains of evidence. So much evidence, it's fucking, it's, it's mind-boggling how much evidence there is for both evolution and the creation of the earth and how long that had taken right. and all that stuff. So show me one fucking evidence. But the problem is, is they're just like, well, my evidence is fucking the eternal word. Yeah, and it's the Bible. So that's worthless. Yeah. It's the Bible, man. Because I don't believe your book's magic, so now what? We're yeah. back to square yeah, one. Yeah. But but you have to believe the book is magic, because if you don't believe the book is magic, there's simply no second part to the argument. Isn't there a great, there's a great uh, visualization of this, and I want to say it's an XKCD or something like that, where right. they should, they have this, um, they have this number of times uh, ghosts are seen, then it goes <laughs> down, it says, the invention of the camera, uh -huh. and then it goes right back up with the invention, invention of, of Photoshop, Photoshop right? Yeah. So, like, shows you a big dip in it between the invention right. of the camera and invention of Photoshop. And and that's the joke, right? It's like a joke of, like, showing you how many things uh -huh. can happen when either people, there's no proof or that they can fake proof. Those right. are the two things. Exactly. And I feel like, at this point, this is the exact same thing. There's a lot of fucking stories in the Bible about all this shit. This guy fucking walked, just flipped the fucking ocean up, upside down. All the fishes were on their ass or whatever. <laughs> and then he walked across it and then he flooded some shit and then he made some fucking locusts right. fly out of the sky and then fucking God came down and wrote some shit and fucking tablets in front of him. Demons and, then and pigs. Demons and pigs and fucking Jesus walked on water and fucking all this fucking bullshit that you, you, get, you want me to swallow. Show me a miracle. And a real fucking miracle, man. Not fucking like, oh, somebody got cured because they drank some Lord's water or whatever. Show me a real goddamn miracle. Yeah, fucking right. honest to goodness, you show me cancer in a fucking MRI or a fucking x-ray or something, and somebody touches them, and I, I take a fucking x-ray the next second and that cancer's gone. I'm fucking with you then. Show me an evidence. Go back an amputated limb. Yeah. Just one. Just one. A finger one. would do. Just one. A finger would be great. You know what? Part, you don't have to part the ocean. Part the Mississippi River. Sure. You know, do something. Do something. Do something. Right. You've got two competing explanations for <clears throat> for how the world works. You've got a naturalistic explanation, and all of the evidence points to a naturalistic worldview being accurate. Like, there, there are things which we have not yet properly identified and done the research on, but there's nothing that appears to violate any of the laws of physics or nature. Like, sure. Enough, everything fits exactly the way that you would expect it to with a naturalistic worldview. There's not anything that we require a supernatural worldview to explain. There's not an answer. There's not a question where people are like, we need God to answer this question. Sure, sure. There, it simply doesn't exist. And he's saying, like, well, you know, you're saying you don't know how God did it. And that's what he says. Like, you don't know how God did it, so you're uh, yeah, just I don't care you what it. you think. Well, you're, I mean, you're starting from the wrong presupposition. Mm -hmm. I never think about how sure. God did it. Yeah. I think, what's the most likely explanation and what does the evidence point to? Sure. And like you said, like, if the evidence pointed to, like, you know, if, if you crack, if, if there was a fucking earthquake and Mount Everest sheared in half and written inside was... 
hey, everybody, I'm God. A big fucking Fonzie thumbs up. Sure. I'd be like, well, that's fucking unexpected. Right, exactly. Like, right? You got me there, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm too busy to homeschool my children. I just don't know how anybody can home. You know what? The, I don't even understand why you even have children. If you're going to just drop them off at the government school so they can be brainwashed to be a wicked, God-hating pervert. So this story comes from Salon.com. How Christian fundamentalist homeschooling damages children. The religious right touts homeschooling as a viable educational alternative. Parents and graduates tell a different story. And I actually thought this was interesting because it actually uh, uses as its example uh, Vicky from the uh, No Longer Quiverful movement. We have yeah. her on. No Longer Quivering, yeah. No Longer Quivering, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so she was... Formerly part of this quiverful Christian yeah. fundamentalist track. Yeah, I they guess. basically treat the vagina like a t-shirt gun, and they just shoot <laughs> babies out. It's like you get a baby, and, and you, you get, get a, a baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Look under your seats. <laughs> There's a baby. <laughs> yeah, the quivering people are. Like, you know, when you read this, because, you know, Vicky didn't get into a lot of this stuff with us. It was sort of glossed over. Right. But when you read this, it really does detail some of Vicky's life. And one of the things that it says is like, her husband would knock her up even though it ended in miscarriage or painful, like really debilitating births. Right. So it was, and he just didn't give fucks. He was just like, mm. so, well, actually, he gave fucks. Right. And then yeah, she the had to take him. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. really had to take him. Right. And so. You know, she was in a position where she couldn't teach her child because she was in pain. The requisite and a things situation. that yeah. they need to learn, right. and when they put them in regular school, they immediately excelled because they were, you know, they're because kids do that when you right. put them in a good system of learning. Not to say that fucking public school is the best system of learning. It might not be. I mean, fucking, I'm sure but that it's better than no system. Better than nothing. It's better than Sesame Street. That's right. what you get to watch, yeah. right? Because fucking, yeah, you can fucking learn, you know. A B C one two three. I'm gonna punch this guy. Whatever you, know, like, you can <laughs> Wait, learn. What? That's a, that was that was the one I watched when I was a kid. It was that was actually my mom and dad fighting. But in any case, in any case, the, you know. But there's like there's a there's something that you can you can actually teach them. And there's like she was basically saying like some of her kids were functionally illiterate. I mean right. they're just like you know just could not. Her kid was 11 and couldn't read. Couldn't read. And I'm not judging. I'm not judging. No. She's a she was a she's, she's an incredibly kind woman. Yeah. But how is somebody supposed to? I mean, th think of it if you said, oh, you know, what's the best way to uh, make sure the kids are taught? Well, let's take a class and fill it with 11 kids, all different ages. Go. Yeah. Like, nobody would do that. No. Like, we track kids by age because we want to teach. I mean, just, just in terms of just the sheer raw ability to, sure. to, to track kids in a meaningful way across an educational curriculum, you do it so that all kids in your class are at the same level. Like, we don't have a fucking one-room schoolhouse anymore. Right. We right. fucking abandon that shit because it's like, wait a minute, how am I supposed to teach a fucking biology class, a math class, a history class to a 6-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 14-year-old? Yeah. Go. Like, <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'll do? I'll just let you ride bikes. I'll tell you, that one-room classroom went out with the bedpan. You know what I mean? Like the fucking, what do they call those, the chamber pots? Right. Like exactly. that went out with that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like suddenly people had a second bathroom and kids were all about. Because developmentally at their age, you know, the sixth graders are pretty much in the same area. Approximately. You know, approx yes. and it's an yes. approximate. But it's better than the sixth fucking graders and the fucking 14-year-olds. Right. You know what I mean? Like the six-year-olds and the 14-year-olds and the... 
the twenty year olds or however, because yep. at that yep. point Mehmedos would be twenty four and twenty five trying to learn the same shit because you're not gonna, you know. And that's the other thing too that I really think that happens is, is she said she was just so overwhelmed they just wound up not doing anything. I have a feeling that a lot of homeschoolers go through the same thing. I mean, it, it you know being a mom is you know at an at home mom is. Uh, you know, first of all, it's a choice that people make to decide. They sure, decide right. to make that that choice. So clearly, that I I don't ever feel like I need to like shove accolades at someone who does that, right? Like I do all the same things that a stay-at-home mom does, except for I don't take care of a child, right? So I pay the bills, do the grocery right. shopping, yeah, blah blah sure. blah. I just happen right. to do all that shit after work, right? right? I just don't I just don't do it during the day. But they have an opportunity to do a few extra tasks, and they also are full-time childcare, right? That's what they're, that's right. why they're there. Absolutely, they're there for full-time childcare. So. You know, it's a good it's a good thing for the child to have a mother who's home that can stay at home and take care of them and be the first point of contact instead of having a you know, I mean there's just it's just a good way to do and that's sure, there's a lot of people right. who do it. But I gotta say, you know, that's a lot of work extra work that she has to do with a full time childcare. Right. Let alone having to do being a teacher. You know, not only is she doing all the work of what normally takes two people after work, right? right. So, like, there's yep. a lot of work that she's doing during the day that takes two people after work. Right. Now she's doing all that work during the day, or he, I'm not being sexist here, right. pardon no, no. me, he is doing things too, he or she are do, is doing the, the work, and they're taking care of a kid, and now they've got to be a teacher. And maybe they weren't trained as a teacher. Maybe they didn't get, go to college. Maybe they didn't, you know, and, and maybe college, you might not have to go to college to be a good teacher. You might just be able to get by on your high school degree and a lot of fucking elbow grease. You might be able to get through those those times with the, I know you're looking, you're maybe. looking at me like you disagree and that may be true. I don't know enough about yeah. children's education to make this call, but I'm saying like, maybe, maybe there's somebody out sure. there with a, with a high school degree who read all these books backwards and forwards and can train their kid to, to learn and yeah, become, I'm sure there's a few. Yeah. So I'm not going to say it's all garbage, but I am going to say that there's probably a, a, a good portion of it where they get up in the morning and they're tired and they know they have to pay all the bills today and wash the dishes and walk the dog and, you know, do all the laundry. Right. And they're just like, okay, kids, just watch Sesame Street for two hours and then you can play. Yep. You know, I hear you. Man. I'm going to put a video in and it's going to be a instructional video. You get to watch Pearl Harbor today. And then after that, <laughs> we're done. And that's clearly the experience that Vicky relays. Yeah, that's clearly the experience that somebody in that situation directly relays. And now, the result, you know, the other result. Too but I want to like, say, can I throw, just throw this out yeah. real quick? Admittedly, she had a 700 billion kids. Oh, so yeah, it's not right. like yeah. I mean, it's not like doing one or two kids, which may be very different. That so that's a, that's a yeah. thing I want to throw out there to make sure that, you know, we are being fair about right. that. Right. But if you dugger yourself. Yeah. That's you know, your own fault. I mean, you're, I mean, you're fucked. It's I mean, your you're literally sure. fucked at yeah. that point. <laughs> literally just, many, 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 many times. times. Many times. Yeah. Some yeah. of them fruitful, some of them not. Some of them Clearly not. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, but, you know, the other thing, too, is, like, what a disadvantage to those kids when they're sure. trying to apply for school. And it's like, oh, yeah, uh, so I'm XYZ College, and I'm looking at various applications, and you may, maybe your mom or dad or whatever did a great job educating you. But you have to fill out on your transcript, what school did you go to? No school. Mom's college. Right. Yeah. I went to the fucking high school of the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah? Who's the fucking mascot? Yeah. My dog. <laughs> Mr. Whiskers. Right, exactly. Oh, Snickers was the fucking <laughs> we're the mascot. We're the raging whiskers. So. <laughs> you know, it's just such a disadvantage. Like, you fill out a college application, and it's like, yeah, what were your after-school activities? Yeah. Uh, uh, Mow the lawn. lawn? Yeah, yeah, right. Like, I don't know, I cleaned the toilet on Thursday. Yeah. I mean, like, 
you don't you're you, so you don't get to like do any of that shit. Sure. But and you don't look as good to colleges yeah. when you're trying to apply. It's just it's a bad fucking deal. Yeah, you don't get the, you don't get the school based ones. They may be doing volunteer work or something. So that yeah, may be a possibility, Absolutely. right? You know, God, again, other, all the extra exactly. work that goes into making that possible. I know it's a lot. And I also got to say, I don't know that a lot of those people are looking to go to college. You well, know what I mean? True. Like, I mean, yeah. you just it, it, that's not a disadvantage to them because it's they just don't even know what advantages are out there. And but but I would say like. That's the disadvantage, well, right? Yeah, sure. Like because you're you're basically taking like the parent is deciding for the kid ahead of time. Like yeah. you don't even get an opportunity to not to 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 skip. You don't even understand what you're missing. Sure, sure. You're all sick. Oh, be nice. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh my God, what's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. Seven right-wing Christians who got their comeuppance in hilarious ways. Admittedly, Tom, this is a show that loves some good comeuppance. Oh, comeuppance. If this show could just be the comeuppance show. <laughs> come up, be, comeuppance dif- dissonance, is right. that? <laughs> comeuppance dissonance <laughs> is sound weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is. Different people who just were real anti-gay, mostly. Yeah, right. You know, the first one actually, when it when it popped, when the story popped up, it was relatively recently, um, and I, I or, or a development was relatively recent on it, and I I almost tweeted it, but I chose not to. Um, but it's actually pretty funny because is it is it the first one? Which oh, one are you thinking it. of? Oh yes, yes. So this guy, this Jonathan yeah, yeah. Sayans guy, um, so he he basically. His wife, like he was like this like anti LGBT advocacy dude, and he fucking and his wife fucking left him for, for another a woman. W- for another woman, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And that's you know awesome. And the thing is, is like, you know, that you don't know whether that's fueling it or not. You're just right. sort of like in this weird spot. Don't you think Michelle Bachman at some point's gonna undergo the same thing? She's not gonna leave her husband though. No, it's gonna be her <laughs> husband. Her husband's gonna fucking be like gonna, peace, I'm yeah, done. I, I I'm don't going know. off I'll with tell this you, other dude. He seems I mean, he seems a little effeminate. Seems a little. And I don't know. He's necessarily gay, but I don't know. Would not. Would it surprise you? Absolutely not. Yes. Not a moment. There would be no shock on my face. You wouldn't even blink. You'd just be be like, like, huh? "Mm, Yeah. yeah. Saw that one coming. (laughs) Um, There's a good one here uh, where this guy down here at the bottom, where, you know, he's he's this representative, Vance McAllister, and, you know, a Christian lawmaker, blah, blah, blah. uh, You know, and he's, and he just, (laughs) he winds up kissing. A staffer who's not his wife. That's just crazy. The one above it is talking about someone caught having sex in a parking lot. And you're just like, I mean, it's just, it's just all these people are really repressed. Right. And they're doing all these, you know, things they're doing. They're trying to put all these laws in place or be, you know, like these big sort of people who are putting these laws in place, but they're also repressed. And I'm reminded of Haggerty, I think his name was. Um, Ted Haggard. 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 Ted Haggard, yeah. Um, And he was the guy who was, you know, he was a, He's in that uh, Jesus Camp movie. Oh yeah, and he was in the Super Church. Like his church yeah. had like four jillion members. And he had some he had some amazingly interesting things to say in the in the Jesus Camp movie when he turns to the camera at one point and he's like, "We know what you did this weekend." And I'm just thinking, everybody knows what you did that weekend right? too, bro. Yeah. When you were like sn- like snorting cocaine off your your you know paid sexual. Yeah, he had yeah. like male sex workers. He had like a male sex worker. He's like, doing, sex meth worker. He's like doing meth, like certain meth off of a 
gigolo's ass or something like that. I don't even know what he's doing. <laughs> he's doing lines yeah. off an erect cock, yeah. and he's like, this is not gay at all. This is not the gayest thing I've done today. <laughs> this is, I mean, look, you have to lick the cocaine to make sure it's pure. You have to make pure. sure. You just start, right. Look, you don't want to get cheap. I like get... a nice straight line to work from. <laughs> anyway, what I was going to say is I'm reminded of this guy because I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, what is – when you take sex – you know, and it's, and all these things. Most of these things deal with sex. Most of, every one of these comeuppances oh, sure. deal yeah, with sex right. in some way. Sex or sexuality, right? And when you take sex and you put it on this pedestal, don't have sex until you're married. Don't you know? Make sure you're not touching anybody else. Make sure you know. It, and you take any sort of sexual, and I'm going to say the word deviancy, meaning deviancy from missionary position. Right. I mean, yes. not even right. just deviancy, meaning no you know, connotation. I mean, yeah, just, I'm not. I'm just right. saying it's deviant from the only thing, like the one way in which you can have sex to produce a child, and the rest of it. You know, we're talking, and I'm talking about, you know, male, female. You know, I like. Uh, I want to fuck her armpit or whatever it is that some weird <laughs> fetish right, that you have, sure. you know, uh, some fetish. I don't want to call it weird, whatever, because yeah, right, all yeah. fetishes are weird. You know, yeah. what I mean, they're just it's but weird by nature. But it's sure. like whatever. It's yours. Whatever. You get, weird it's your can be kink. good. It's your kink. Get off on it. However you want to get off right. on it. Nobody here in this room gives a shit, you know, but there are people out there who care way too much about that sort of thing. And I feel like they're so repressed in the bedroom that they can only like, you know, fuck with it can, in complete darkness. And they have to like call like Marco Polo, Marco, in order just to touch each other. And they're like, you know, they're both under the covers, <laughs> and they can't, see. can't even see each other. You know, I like to dim the lights, but it's not completely black. You know what I mean? Like I just like you know. So there's this there's this feeling of uh, like complete sexual repression, yeah. even when they do have sex, right. even when they can release, it's not even like a full release like they want. And it just seems so sad to me. That they never get a chance to experience this fun thing, which is sexual sexuality, and explore their own sexuality in a way that can make it so they're not as fucking uptight. You know what I mean? Because I think that that's that release valve that's just not able to release, and then they're finally just like, well, nobody can do it then. Fucking nobody can do it. I can't do it. If I can't, you know, fuck her tits, then I don't want anybody else to do anything. You know what I mean? Like, there's that. There's right. that, that. Yeah, level I mean, they're of, clenching their fucking jaw yeah. so hard their fucking teeth are shooting out. <laughs> like it's fucking like. It's like popcorn. <laughs> ping, 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 yeah. ping, ping. Yeah. No, I, I, and and it does come from that idea of like put like making sex more than just a thing people do. Sure. You know, it's like it's like a it's a it's a fun thing people do right. together. It's right. like just a biological function. It's, yeah. It's. It's different than two people eating a meal together, but it's not that much different. Sure, it's still sensual, right? Because right. they're using those senses to, right. you know, that sort of thing. And there's, a, there's an intimacy yeah. to it, you know, all that kind of yeah. nonsense. But it's like, like you said, you, you you put it up, you raise it up to this fucking elite status that, that the act cannot compete with. Right. The act can't compete with a platonic ideal, right? Yeah. Right, it's absolutely true. It's an impossible yeah. thing. Yeah. So, like, they create this, you know, this, this ideal, and then they're like, ah... Oh, no, no, I'm frustrated. Yeah. And and you know, it's no soup for you, I man. I mean, I mean, it, clearly there's a there's a level of of homophobia because I'm gay, right? There's a level of that that happens a lot in those in those circles. And clearly there's a level of homophobia cuz my spouse was gay and I didn't realize right. it, yeah. right? So there's a level of there. But but at the same time, there's I think that there also is, you know, I mean, look at all the all the people who get t they get caught. Like the I'm a I'm a pastor. 
I'm for traditional values, and I got caught fucking my secretary. I got right. caught having yeah. an affair. I got caught doing these things. And, you know, now I'm, oh, I'm so sorry, Jesus. I didn't mean to, whatever. But, you know, clearly there there's a level of repression there, I think, that they, that needs to be dealt with. If they just had, you know, if they just suddenly just were like, you know, honey, I kind of wish you would put a strap on and fuck me in the ass. You know what I mean? Like, right, I just kind of, I just kind of want, you know, look, we'll keep it between us. Let's, but hey, I'd yeah. just like you to lube that, you know, yeah, we long don't need to put this on YouTube. Up. Yeah, this long black <laughs> cock. I'd like you to, you know, take it off your ringtone and put it on your pelvis. Right. And <laughs> just give me the old, right? Uh, you know, running start. That's what I wanted for <laughs> running start. But, you know, listen, if you could just yeah. start my lawnmower, that'd be great. That's <laughs> all I'm asking. <laughs> Could just put a gas powered, you know. But in any case, you know, if they could just do that, I think that there would be a lot of release. But it, we just covet sex too much, and I think our country, our country in general, is very hyper sensitive about sexuality. I mean, you go into other countries. I've I've been overseas. There's titties on TV after eleven. I mean, it's like fucking titty galore. Like there's shows. Sarah and I were in I'm Germany. I'm in a list of countries. Oh, dude, we're, Sarah and I are in Germany, and we're watching. We're just slipping through, and I stop because I'm like, "Big titties, what is up?" <laughs> and Sarah's just like, "Holy shit, those are huge!" And we just stared at this TV screen where this girl just talks topless at people, just like blah 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 blah, and she's getting callers or calling in, and she's just having like a gay old time with her titties out, and I'm just like, this is great. This is the best tea. I don't even care what she's talking, because I fucking didn't understand yeah, I was say, you don't speak It's all German, just, it's it fucking no in Klingon for me. I don't care. Hotter, though, I mean, but she's just fucking jammering away in German, and I'm just like, man, those are some fucking big old knockers, you know? <laughs> and we just sat and watched it for a little while, and then changed the channel, and, you know, but... but Being 15 in Germany must be amazing. Oh my gosh. You don't have to look at, like, that squiggly line, right. just like bumping the other one, and kinda. like, did I kind of hear a moan? Was that a moan? At some point, you're jerking off to geometry. You really like, you're just like, you're like it's a triangle! Oh my god, a circle! <laughs> I would totally fuck a protractor. <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So this next story comes from uh, the Friendly Atheist blog. Are Catholic priests obligated to report confessions involving abuse? The Supreme Court may soon decide. Um, so it is a part of Catholic tradition that when uh, you go see a priest for confession, and that's that's something, confession is something that I think is specific to the Catholics. I know yeah. that um, when, when I was a quasi-Methodist, there was no such thing as confession. <laughs> you were quasi-Methodist? Yeah, I showed, Did you have uh, a hump on your back? <laughs> You're uh, quasi-Methodist? I, I, well, actually, I just rang the bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, but uh, there, there was no, there's no confession. I think that's just a Catholic thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're, they're not allowed, Cecil. The Catholics are not allowed. If you're a priest um, and you hear confession from a, uh, what is it, a penitent? Is that what they I call it? Know. I don't know. I think they yeah. call it a penitent. They, they, there's an article here that you're linking to that talks about it. Yeah, so I would actually want to read this because it'll, it'll shed some more light than, than I will. It says, the sacramental seal is inviolable. Uh, quoting canon law, um, the catechism states, It is a crime for a confessor in any way to betray a penitent by word or in any other matter or for any other reason. A priest, therefore, cannot break the seal to save his own life, to protect his good name, to refute a false accusation, to save the life of another, to aid the course of justice, or to avert a public calamity. He cannot be compelled by law to disclose a person's confession or be bound by an oath he takes, uh, e.g. as a witness in a court trial. A priest cannot reveal the contents of a confession either directly by repeating the substance of what has been said or indirectly by some sign, suggestion, or action. A decree from the Holy Office 
from 1682 what? mandated that confessors are forbidden even when there would be no revelation, direct or indirect, to make any use of the knowledge obtained in the confession that would displease the penitent love or reveal his identity. Six, what did you say? 16 what? 1682. Good Lord. Yeah, so those are the rules they're still following from from 1682. And, you know, Cecil, you and I had a kind of a, a reasonably long discussion about we this did. subject. Um, and and we were kind of at odds, but I think we've kind of come to, to yeah. To agree initially, we were we were at odds, and I do think you know we still are a little at odds because I think that you don't want to give them any rights whatsoever, and that's okay. It's okay to not give them any rights whatsoever. I personally think that that a priest should have the same rights as say a mental health professional, like a psychiatrist. Like if they came in, if somebody came into your, I, although we both disagree with the the level of rights that that. Right. Um, that a psychiatrist has. We were reading, and now somebody in the audience may be able to correct us because we were only we only found a couple of articles on this. It's actually kind of hard to find off the cuff. Find articles on the the client not client privilege, but it's uh, it's patient privilege, right? Right. It's, it's difficult to find out the levels of patient pay, patient privilege that a psychiatrist has. But we were talking back and forth, and I said, well, whatever rights a psychiatrist has, the priest should have the same rights because the, the people who use that service as a way in which to unburden themselves, it's very much like psychiatry. So I would I wouldn't be I wouldn't be worried if a priest had those same rights. And the rights include. Um, it's okay if it's a past crime. They don't have to say anything, and I and I disagree with that. I personally, if any crime within the statute of limitations was 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 made by someone, I think it's someone's like I think that a that a uh, psychiatrist should be able to call the police and be like, yeah, this guy diddled a kid or raped a person or whatever it is. Have to. I think they would. I think they should be morally obligated to do right. it. And there were some arguments there that said that they might be morally obligated to do it. Um, but that didn't seem like it was written down in the code. So I'm not sure exactly. That seems like a real fuzzy area that I don't know exactly where people stand. And I don't know where psychiatrists stand exactly. What The tiny bit of research that we did didn't wasn't very fruitful for us because there was a lot of conflicting back and forth right, right. messages. But Tom and I came to the conclusion that we didn't think that that was right because that'd be like if it was a past crime, you could just walk in and on the way in, I just like I ran somebody over on my way here and I killed him and I backed up over him and I rolled over him again. And I kind of feel weird about that. <laughs> like, you know, and then the person wouldn't have any obligation to right. to because it's a past crime. And right. that feels weird to me. That doesn't feel right. It's not right. But in any case, uh, there's one specific rule that they, they have to follow, and that's if there is current child abuse going on, they have to report it. Yeah. And we both agree that that's clearly something that, makes that they a should lot of have sense. to do, yeah. right? Because it's a minor that people ensure, you know, fucking if somebody's diddling a kid and they come in, I'm really kind of fucked up because I'm diddling my kid. Okay, well, so you, somebody should have to call the cops on you or whatever. And that's where it feels like it's it. Uh, that's where it feels like the, the priest should be at. The priest should have a moral obligation to take the information that he hears if it is going to, you know, they said to prevent a calamity. Like, you could fucking, you know, the guy could be leaving right afterwards. He could be doing his last confession so he could go fucking suicide bomb somebody and you can't tell, according to canon law from fucking goddamn fucking 1682 back in the fucking dark ages right you know he, he's not alive I, I know it's not the dark ages don't send us email actually the dark ages <laughs> ended let me tell you about dark ages man <laughs> I want to tell you <laughs> and in any case um, but in any case the, the very fact is is that uh, I, I think that 
they should have to say something if there is eminent attack or whatever it is. But the little shit that doesn't really matter, there should be some sort of privilege there. And, yeah. and I don't think that that's a big deal. But when it involves crime, it's one of those things that just feels weird that they shouldn't be. I mean, regardless of who the person is, whether it's a priest or a psychologist, that feels weird as shit. But this dude... Clearly doesn't have to say anything. Doesn't have to say shit. If yeah. you're a priest, you are bound by your yeah. sacrament. And in this story, he was right. there was it was child abuse. Right. Yeah. And then, which is so icky. Yeah. Like it's so the thing is, like, here's here's what bothers me. And maybe maybe it's because I'm I mean, I I actually I know it's it's because I'm not religious and because I don't I have a job job, right? Yeah. Like I have a job where I go to work and I like my job well enough because it pays me sure. money. Sure. And so I'll continue going. You know, it's an ATM machine. Like, sure. I do the dance and they spit out money and that's yeah, all that right. it is. So it's not a definitional job. You know, and there are some jobs that are definitional. Right. So they define you as a person. They define your character. And so there is no separating you from your work. Um, so I, I recognize that there's a distance there for me. So I want to I put that out as, a, as kind of a forward. But I, I don't understand the idea that I would know that this is taking place and I would care more about losing my job or violating a, a code of ethics from my work, that that would be more important to me than so how do I sleep at night knowing that this person is going to walk out of the confessional and probably go abuse a child tomorrow? How, how can I possibly look at myself and say, the most important thing here is that I give the penitent, the criminal, the abuser, sure, the right to continue that abuse. Yeah. I can't, you know, I cannot make that morally okay. I can't make that, I cannot, I can't get there from there. And you know what? I don't ever want to. Like, I think that that is a bad position to take. Um, and I think like you were talking, I think it would be reasonable to have a standard for privacy, which says, you know, uh, that that draws a line or draws a boundary at violent crime. Yeah. That violence against another person is not sacrosanct. Whether you're a a doctor or whether you're a uh, you know anything. I mean, whether you're a priest or a doctor or a psychiatrist, whatever. I know psychiatrists are doctors. Oh my god. Oh my god, you know anything about psychiatry? It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's, 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 if, if, if a violent crime is being committed, so like, I don't care if somebody's like, yeah, I broke a car window and I stole a car radio. Like, okay, you know, shame, shame. Uh, if the police catch you fucking whatever, but it's like, yeah, I fucking raped a woman last night. Jesus, you need to be reported. Like somebody needs to know. Yeah. More than just me. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, somebody knows, somebody needs to know because, you need to make sure that that person is, is punished. Absolutely. I and they feel, don't do it yeah. tomorrow again. Yeah. Exactly. You know? No, there's an opportunity. You know, there's somebody out there that's hurt, and there's a possibility somebody else could be hurt. Right. And that's just, I mean, that's just, you know, that's just irresponsible if we don't as a, I mean, but again, if you know something about this, and this is something that you, you know, you studied or whatever, and you understand the difference, let us know why that you think, if you think differently, if you think that yeah, they I'm should curious. be able to, you know, not talk about crimes. I understand that, you know, maybe they won't be able to open up about how they feel about how they murdered somebody, but I kind of don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I kind of don't give a fuck if they don't get help for how they feel about how they murdered someone. Yeah. I kind of hope that the other people get, you know, at least a bit of justice for the person that was murdered. That's, that's where I stand. So we want to thank our current patrons, 
of course, we, we love our patrons, but we also want to thank all the new patrons that came on. So I'm going to read some new patrons off. We have David, David, da- it's David? Not a, there's not a B in there. David, Tabitha, Brian, Caleb, Randall, Joe, Fred, Timothy, and Trevor. Thank you all very much for your generous donations. Uh, we appreciate it, and we're very happy to have you on. So thanks for uh, thanks for donating the show and making it work. Absolutely, we really appreciate it. We're we're grateful to all of our patrons. Okay, so let's we're going to do a little bit of email, but before we do, we want to play a voicemail for you because somebody asked us a question. So we're going to play the voicemail right now. I have a question. You know, I walk into customers' houses all the time, and they ask me some questions, and it gets a kind of uh, made me think in the reaction that people get when you tell them that you run a, you have a podcast and they must be so excited. They're like, oh, what? Let me hear. What kind of podcast is it? Do you guys just tell them, oh, it's a badass motherfucking atheist podcast? Or do you just kind of like squeeze it in there and not try to tell people? Let us know what it's like to do that. Thanks. How do we feel when... <laughs> We talk about our podcast. Uh, I, I first off, I never bring it up, so I never, I never, ever, ever. N- rather, whether I know the person, I know I've known people for years that have no idea whether I do a podcast or not. I just never mention it. And every time someone else around me mentions it, like my wife says anything to somebody, I'm always just like, "Yeah, I kind of do a podcast," and then I just leave it at that. And if people ask twice, they're like, "What? What? What's your podcast about?" I say it's a news podcast. I do the same I, thing. I'm like, it's a news podcast. Oh, what do you guys talk about? News. Current events. Current I say events. current events. I talk. I say we do society news. I'm like, oh, sometimes we do like society news and stuff. Like it's just society and culture. That's really it. Like I don't ever. Yeah. I don't ever try to tell people what it's about. I never promote it, in person. Never in person. Never. That's very rare. Yeah. Uh, the only time I I think we ever promoted it in person was when we were at Tam and we didn't really promote. We just were there to talk to people about right. it because they knew we us because we were wearing the shirt or they knew that we were two giant hideous looking. Yeah, they guys. were just they just saw the parting of people yeah, as we were lumbered like, by. They were just like holy cow. It was like the scene from from Jurassic Park. I was just thinking water Brontosaurus. <laughs> yeah, I was just like yeah, that's, there you go. So yeah, clearly uh, there are people who are you know, shameless promoters of themselves. But Tom and I really just, we don't ever tell people about it. I don't no. tell anybody about it. I get, I get a little embarrassed when people mention it around me. I have people who do that all the time where they're just like, have you listened to his podcast? And I'll be like, please don't, don't bring do it up. Please right. don't bring it up. And, you know, I think they do it just to bust my balls. But it feels like I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. So don't talk about it. Yeah, I have people sometimes, uh, you know, who'll be like, oh, hey, I listened to your show. And I'm just be like, wait, how'd you find out? I didn't tell you. And then I realized, like, you know, there's a million ways and it's not a goddamn secret, sure. you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I feel I feel the same way because I, you know, like this, I don't want to say this is separate from my from my walking life, but my walking life, you know, I, I would not, I'm not as probably aggressive and open because these sure, subjects I'm, I'm don't come either. up. The subjects never come up. So that's, you know, I would I'm not hide way. from yeah. these subjects. I wouldn't either. And I would, person. I would have the same exact opinion yeah. that I have now. Right. It's just that all these people, like a lot of these people that, that this gets mentioned to, they're like, might be religious or whatever. And you're just like, okay, well, these are questions that right. we would never, we would never cross these bridges. Now I'm willing to have the conversation with them. Sure. Don't get me wrong. If, I can, if they brought same up the here. conversation, 
yep. shit, yeah, I'm fucking here. Let's do it. But at the same time, it's like I don't. I'm not going to push the issue with you're you. not walking up to somebody that you that, that, and being like, hey, do you see what was on the Raw story yesterday? Yeah, no. I'm There's a dude that. fucking a Jesus yeah. statue. I do in it to face. my boss though. On occasion, I will do like, so you got you see that guy who got beheaded by uh, the Muslims? Did he do see? You really? I do that absolutely. Oh, I do. Cool. It, I do it to yeah, my boss. You guys have good, but we have a different. We have a different yeah. back and forth. He's a yeah. he's a he's a theology professor, and I'm a you know. Not. I'm not. So I, <laughs> so he and I go back and forth. And he's a, he's a Christian, Catholic, yeah, so right. we go back and forth all the time. Um, but it's okay with us because we have intellectual discussions like that. And we can break it down into an intellectual discussion, and I can bring up my points and he can bring up his. And, yeah. you know, that's Because there's a thing. mutual respect sure, that's been established. Sure, yeah. yeah. But I right. don't ever bring That's not a thing I talk no, about. No, ever. So we got to – we're going to finish up the story, <laughs> the, the section here at the end with a, with a uh, skeptic's creed. We didn't realize this, but um, but Wayne let us know, um, and Wayne is from Fort Collins, Colorado, so I have no idea how he got in touch with Stephen Hawking. But clearly Stephen Hawking it really enjoys the show. So Stephen Hawking, through Wayne, sent a uh, Skeptic's Creed. So we'll be and ending later. You know, with the, I mean, yeah. Oh, no, it's great. I mean, it's perfectly done. Of course, Stephen Hawking's voice is absolutely pitch perfect. So, <laughs> so we'll be we'll be finishing with Stephen Hawking reading the Skeptic's Creed. It takes him end. a little longer than it, it takes does. to get through it. But that's okay. It does. It's a, You know what? It doesn't take him as long as it took me to get through his books. <laughs> so <laughs> He's still going through them, yeah, right? You're on, no. like, page three. Mm. So... <laughs> I got the pop-up version, and uh, there's a hole you get sucked into it. It's, it's really awesome. Crazy. You open it up, and it's the whole universe. Oh man, yeah, it's a big book. That's a big book. It's a big book. Yeah, we got a message from Alexi, and Alexi looks like he's coming to the fan appreciation picnic, the FAP, if you will. He's coming to the FAP <laughs> in uh, in October, and he had a couple of questions. He wanted to know specifically, though. He said, you know, is there any place uh, that I can that maybe we can set up some sort of ride share because he's probably going to be taking a car from Chicago and he may need, you know, meds to right. hook up with other people. Um, so, uh, so we set up a, a thread on Facebook. So you can just look for a thread. It was set up today. Today is late night on the 13th. So if you look on Facebook, you can find it then. And basically Tom just said, Hey, anybody who looking for a ride share, you can do this. And people are posting some funny shit, but clearly if you post something just read through them. If you're looking for a ride or you right. want to give somebody a ride from Chicago or Chicagoland area, look through this and, you know, weed out the funny posts. Or read the funny posts because the they're funny. funny. So yeah. just read the fuck because everybody's leaving funny posts at this point. So I think this is a great way for um, what we really hope to accomplish from this picnic. And what we really hope to accomplish is not for us to glad hand with you. Yeah, it's no. for you guys to meet each other. Sure. You know, it's, it's I mean, if, if there is any remote possibility that this show performs any good, which I doubt. Doubt. It's it's that it gives other people an opportunity to come together that are of reasonable sure. like mind. Yeah. This is a person we mentioned him on the last show, but I wanted to read the email. This is um this one is from Brian. And he says, Love you our show. On the topic of the rapture being a real thing, first concern of mine would be, fuck, all these newly empty homes are going to go drive down the price of mine. <laughs> I love, I love he's that he's about like real estate, estate values. Like, fuck, it's like it's like a whole block of foreclosures. You'd be yeah, Rapture Zillow you would is the be new fucked because they would just be giving the homes to the poor at that point. Oh, you know, God, what a horrible world we'd live in. Let me tell you, the poor are not getting raptured. No, no, no. no They're going to inherit the earth. Yeah, so they have to stay. <laughs> they have to stay to they get the inheritance. Stay. That's right. Aww. Yeah. Or is it the meek that inherit? I well, love whatever. That. That's great shit. Thank you, Brian. We got this great picture from Galen. He sent in this picture. Um, and it is a picture 
of an unclean animal storm. There's weasels. There's Hyrax in there. Looks like there's Moses in the corner parting them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. great. It's, it's really picture. great. We're going to use you. it as the image for this episode. Uh, and this is episode 177. So if you want to see this image, you need to go to our website, dissonancepod.com. It'll be right there. This message is from Scully, Tom. And Scully says that uh, not only did we waste some time, but we may have wasted some money. Yeah, this is pretty great. Um, so Scully breaks down uh, their hourly wage at work and the fact that they listen to our program at work. And so that time is, of course, fucking destroyed and wasted utterly. And, and so, their husband also listens. Yeah. So it turns out that uh, we have wasted a total of $10,404. <laughs> Take that, their works. I love it. That's awesome. More man. than we've made. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's great shit. Alexi says, uh, sends us a message. This is Alexi's second time appearing in this podcast. And Alexi says, uh, by the way, I just wanted to mention... Um, when talking about on choice and homosexuality, he says uh, preferred type of sexual activities may not be a choice, but whether they to engage in sexual activities themselves may be a choice. So the homosexual religious folk m may at least have something right. People still have a choice. They can suppress their sexuality and live a miserable life, or they can, you know, be homosexual. Right. And so I guess that's something we've never really considered is that, you know, they can be celibate. But that just seems like a bad idea for everyone all around. Well, and it'd still be gay. They'd still be gay. I, I w I'm yeah. no less heterosexual, sure. right? Just because just I'm you're not, not performing sex right now, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't work. Sure. You know, like I'm still a heterosexual. Those people are still homosexuals. You're a homosexual or a heterosexual, even if you never have sex, even if you're celibate yeah. your entire life. Yeah. You know. No, it's very true. We got a message from Andrew, and Andrew says, um, by the way, I didn't take your a long black cock challenge, but he did donate to Kiva. I wanted to mention that I made a mistake on the last episode, so the long black cock challenge, it's not $10. Kiva's minimum donation is 25 and when you donate to Kiva, um, one of the things that they do is they put a suggested donation to the Kiva organization underneath after you put these things in your cart. So not only will you donate 25, but they want 20%. So sometimes it's like, you know, 25 plus five bucks or 20. It's like maybe 15%. Sure. So it's 25 plus 350 or something. So in any case, they want a little bit of money, but it's just a suggested donation. So you can get away with as little as $25 to Kiva. So that's the that's the challenge. I messed up last time. 10 is not enough. 25 is the minimum. But a couple of people have already sent us messages and said, I'm doing it. I'm not going to fucking put the long black cock ringtone on my phone. I'm going to just go ahead and, and donate. So please donate to Kiva. Tom and I donated 300 bucks this week. We wound up donating almost 275 because we wanted to give some of that money to Kiva. So 275 was donated and we funded seven projects. So we're happy to see those projects go, go to fruition. That's most, exciting. Yeah, most of them had to do with food. And Tom and I get behind food because we get we under, normally are. Yeah, we're normally, the food is normally inside. Yeah, so, but this time it's yeah. actually promoting food from the outside, right. which is good. So we're happy. If, if you want to find the long black cock ringtone, you need to go to our Patreon page, and it's listed under one, episode 176. So all you have to do is look for at one, episode 176. It's open to the public. It's not blocked off to people. So anybody can look at it and download it. So uh, we're going to close out the show with Stephen Hawking. We want to thank... <laughs> 
Thomas, though, before we go, because yeah. Thomas came on our show, and we were also on Thomas athe- Atheistically Speaking. We talked about atheism and celebrity. I don't know how well it went. I will never know until after the editing process. It felt like we kind of went around in circles a little bit because um, I'd only know how to say one thing over and over and over again. <laughs> so clearly, I, I mean, and it was it was getting late, and I probably wasn't at, at my best of my game. But if you want to give it a shot, uh, Thomas's show, you know, if anything, go to Thomas's show and listen to stuff that's not us because yeah, that's probably much that. better. Yeah, um, that's a good. That's yeah. actually a really good yeah. suggestion. So, but Thomas it, is a great guy and he's had yeah. some really interesting topics and good guests. He's on. He's a good conversationalist too. Yes. I will say that he is a very good conversationalist and he says some very thoughtful things. Um, he's a really thoughtful guy and he has, I think, one of the smarter atheist podcasts out there right Agreed. now. I would say one of the smarter ones. Uh, clearly smarter than a lot of the dick joke ones like us. Yeah, they and way knows. smarter than them, and also smarter than a lot of the ones that I think try to be very intellectual. I think he is he has captured a niche that is very very vital, and uh, and his and his Thomas in the Bible is still hilarious. So you need it to is. check that show out if you. He's haven't a checked great it out. guy. He's a great guy and a funny guy, and you should check out his shows. Um, but but we want to thank him clearly for being on. You can find his stuff as he said earlier, uh, facebook.com slash t and the b, and you can also find him at atheisticallyspeaking.com he has great shows great guy so go ahead and check him out we're going to leave you now though like we always do with the skeptics creed except for we're going to say thanks to i think it's probably sir stephen hawking at this point has he been knighted he probably has can he joust in that chair i wonder (laughs) all right here he is terrible prejuli is not a virtue it's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno babylon bullshit Couched in scientician, double bubble twirl and dribble, pseudo, quasi-alternative acupunctuating, pressurized stereogram, pyramidal, free energy healing, water downward spiral, brain dead pencils pitch, late night infodocutainment. Leo, Pisces cancer cures, detox reflex foot massage, death and towers, tarot cards, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues. Temples, dragons, giant worms. Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts. Shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy double speak stigmata, nonsense. Expose your sides. Thrust your hands. Bloody. Evidential. Conclusive. Doubt even this.